Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, on this episode, I talked to my dad about all the cars that he's owned before in his entire life. And I went back, listened to it, and counted the amount of cars that he personally owned in his entire life. And the answer to how many cars he owned will be at the end of this podcast. We also go off on tangents about some jobs he's worked and some other random stories that are tossed in because, well, that's just how my dad does it. So please enjoy these stories of all the cars he's owned and some of the jobs he's worked. At the end of the episode, stay tuned to find out how many total he's ever owned. Just so I don't miss anything, because you know he likes to start talking before he gets there. What? This team was. Yeah, it's been like that. I do that. Yeah. I just have to glue it back on. Yes, I did it. Okay. At Excel or something like oh. that. But Nathan's waiting for you. That can wait. That, that can wait till so it's oh, Why aren't you dusting when your brother, when, you, when, your brother, when your son is waiting for you? Your son is waiting for you. Come on, come on. It's past time. Hey. He's got things to do. How you doing? <laughs> Bring him here. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging Let in there. Let me see. You're hogging the show. So. I'm not hogging anything. Hmm. Let me adjust. Your your volume is louder than a, a biscuit on a wheelie. How about now? Right. Let's see. Let me see. What, turn it down here? Yeah, turn it down a little bit. Keep going. How about now? Yeah, that's better. That should be better. Okay, should be welcome. Right welcome to New York City. Well, I mean, if you're going to yell, you can turn it down more. Jesus. Okay. Lord. Oh, my God. That's as low as I can get it. Hey, where the volume at? Where the volume at? Let's see. That's the gain. Is it the gain that I turned down? Yeah, I believe or, so. Okay. But now that's loud, right? Yeah. It, it, honestly, it might be coming through the computer. I, either way, it's I can hear it. I'll adjust it when I need to. We just, okay, you know, just got to control I'll, the game. What I'll do is I'll set, I'll set back and talk. Yeah, there How, you go. how's this right there? Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds I'm great. cool. Yeah. So today's episode is titled uh, "Whips, Rides, and In Between." I think I think is what we're gonna call it. Is that a good one? Okay. To all the girls I've had before. <laughs> oh, that's. Or you want it to be to all the girls I've had before? Is that no, no, no. The cars were my girls. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if we if we title it to all the girls I've had before, yeah, that might be exciting. It could be. I'm, all right. I'm having a hot flash. First question: not not the first car you owned, because I don't think I I think I would prefer. What mm. is the first car you remember someone around you owning consciously? Ah, uh, the first car I remember someone around me was Daddy, my dad, with a '56 Ford. 1956 Ford Fairlane. It was either Fairlane or Crown Vic, but it had a Dynatone muffler, and uh, that thing was hot. Daddy could pop a wheelie in the street with it. With a 1956 Ford? Okay. That's oh, a good they, car. they had big motors, yeah. And like I say, Dynatone mufflers. Um, Daddy had that, and I, I, I remember that car. I also remember our station wagon. We had a red and white. Ah, uh, Chevy Biscayne station wagon. Chevy and, uh, Biscayne. yeah, that's, that's the one we came down here. And I'm thinking, um, that's the car. Then when we got down here, that was kind of worn out. So we ended up with a, um, Plymouth station wagon. 
Blue. Plymouth Station. Aquamarine Plymouth Station wagon, yeah. Daddy liked his Chevys. He liked his Plymouths. He liked his Dodge. Daddy was a master mechanic for the Chrysler Corporation early on. He worked at um, a uh, Chrysler dealership in Salem, Mass. Is this the gold tools you're referring to? Yes, when he had the, he had the whole gold set because he went away and they trained up in Michigan, and he came mm-hmm. back with the little gold tools, and he was so proud of that. And we thought it was so cool, Daddy had gold tools, you know. Yeah, I but, mean, gold um, tools for anyone are cool. And then on um, weekends, we would always ride around in the jeeps because Daddy would push the snow. On uh, especially winter weekends, he pushed snow, and we had a we uh, tried four, four, this. We've we talked about that before. Oh, we know. Yeah, we know. Listen, that was probably episode territory episode one or two, you know? Okay, we don't, yeah. We don't need episode one or two. What we do need, though, since we talked about the first car you can remember, what's the first car you owned? The first car that I owned who was a 1967 Volkswagen bus. It was uh, <laughs> white with a green on the side, and I had bought from um, uh, J.C. Whitney – a catalog in Chicago and JC Whitney had all the neat stuff that you could open up and look and see what you could buy, but we never had money that we could buy it, but it was always cool. And I bought a roll of uh, some sort of stick on stuff that you could put like a racing stripe on each side. And it was a 67 with the front windows that cranked out because it didn't have air conditioning. And it was a very weak motor. I blew the motor up going to see a uh, girlfriend of mine. So, um, then I don't know whatever happened. Daddy, Daddy got rid of that car. They would always get rid of my cars if I if I left home for a little bit. They would sell my cars to somebody that wanted them. Oh gosh, how much did you pay for that first car? Uh, I think I paid out of pocket around seven fifty. Jeez, that's it, it? It, it, it was it was it was kind of worn out, yeah. Because um, we had wow. that, and uh, then let's think now. I didn't really have after the motor went on that. We didn't. I didn't have anything else to drive. So I would work with uh, the guys at the construction site, uh, at the job site that we worked at, Shoring Company, and it was one guy there named Bob Chavis, and Bob had a 72 Coupe DeVille Cadillac two-door with the big wide white walls like in Superfly, and he also had a Oldsmobile 98, a 69 98, and in that car he had a record player on the hump, and you'd have 45s, you could put the 45s on there, and you, that was cool. So you hit the projects and you hit the humps in the projects and it made your record skip. So people could hear, <laughs> hey, man, you're just skipping. And uh, Wait, everything was you had a record him. player? Yeah, he had an actual little record player. It's about, about the size of the phone, you know, about maybe double double this. And you put the little 45 on it. And then you put your uh, needle down on it as you're driving. And everybody drove with a lean, you know, a little gangster lean. So you put it down <laughs> and then you turn the music up. And then we had eight track players. And the eight track player was like maybe. I don't know, three inches by five, six inches. It was a big old thing. And we couldn't have them because um, we were in the church. So after that, Daddy had a 1973 Plymouth Fury. And the Plymouth Fury um, had over 100,000 miles on it. So I went to the bank, and I got a loan for $1,000, and I bought it from Daddy. Oh, wow. And uh, then when I went, when I when I got out of school and went trucking, they sold it. <laughs> they sold it <laughs> for like eleven hundred dollars. And when I got back home, mommy had uh, maybe one hundred seventy five dollars left. She said, "Well, Jeez. we'll get we'll get it to you." So uh, D. Shoring 
had a car that was uh, the guy deshoring. Um, he had a construction company, and his one of his girlfriends had a Triumph Spitfire, little bitty little thing. And so I bought that from her. But then that that broke down. It stayed broke down all summer. And um, I asked her, did she want to buy it back? And I hadn't given her too much money because I was paying her weekly. And she gave me my money back, and I walked away from that. And then um, my sister had the notion to land on my oldest sister. She wanted a car, but she couldn't co-sign. She couldn't have enough credit to get it herself. So her and I bought a 1973 Plymouth Duster. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> the names on these cars are incredible. It was a 73 red Plymouth Duster with a slant six motor in it. They called it slant six. And Lana just declared that that was her car, so that was it. I, I didn't ever get a chance to drive that too much. It's like, it looks almost like a uh, – it looks a little bit like a Challenger or a Charger. Yeah. It was like a baby Challenger. It was it was in the same you know batch, but it wasn't a Challenger. Yeah. And then um, I had that car. What did I move on to? I moved on to uh, – I wanted a 280Z 2 Plus 2. Oh, I just I, – I could, I could just – envision having that and i was working and everybody says oh you can't afford it you can't afford it so i never did get that car but i always wanted a 280z two plus nissan? two nissan actually it wasn't nissan it was datsun d-a-t-s-u yep, right. and there when and nissan the, and the, was datsun yeah the joke behind that was uh they were making that car and the manufacturer came out and said um you know well we got to have this ready in a month or so and they said datsun <laughs> and, that's, and that's how Datsun got their name. <laughs> but it was it was it was a nice car. And D Shoring had when I would go to work, they had me in a Datsun pickup truck to go pick up parts and stuff for the company. And let's see. We went from the Nissan <laughs> wanting that to um geez, I'm thinking uh a Plymouth Arrow. I bought an arrow. Okay. That was one hundred and eighty-seven dollars a month. That was a big payment back then. But I mean, that's it, a it, big payment now. <laughs> no, that, that thing, that thing was sweet though. And then I, I put um, Krager wheels on and stuff. No, the Plymouth Arrow was the car. Okay, the, the car. Version. The Dodge pickup is what I bought after the Arrow. I bought a little Dodge pickup after that. Okay. Yeah, and that was black with a stripe on it. I kept that for a little while, but that was just too stuffy. I had that in 1980 because I never forget uh, Grandpa Billy was um, had gotten sick, and um, I had to go up there to see him. So I had the pickup truck when I went up there to see them. Okay. And, um, so that was the pickup. Then I went from the pickup, um, got tired of it because it was just a small vehicle, and I bought a brand new 1981, 80 or 81 Cutlass Supreme two door. <laughs> cream, cream. Yeah, Cutlass Supreme was the car. The Cutlass was the was the ride. If you had a Cutlass or a Grand Prix um, Pontiac, you had a nice car. So I bought that, <laughs> and then they had a massive hailstorm, and uh, it did four thousand dollars damage to that car. Jeez. So I went to uh, Crestar Bank, which is today's BB&T now, because Crestar went to SunTrust, which went to um, BB&T. And uh, I told the lady, I said, I'd like to get the money for that, and I'm going to go trade it. She says, no, you have to fix the car. And so I left that bank branch, and I went to another branch, and I sat there listening to the people. 
And the other lady was call, talking to somebody else. She said, yeah, I took my money with the hail damage. It bought a new car and traded mine in. So I waited till it rained one day so it would fill in all the uh, hail dip, dimples. And I went down to the dealership and bought a brand-new um, 1982 uh, Volvo 240DL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, and, I, and I love the Volvo so much that I ordered a 1983 Volvo, and that was a 240, but that was the upgrade. That was a GL. And that had the aluminum wheels and all, had the sunroof, automatic, had the power windows, and I dropped a 3,500-watt um, sound system into that. I could make the ground rattle when I was sitting behind you. <laughs> And, what were you, uh, so so hang on hang on what where were you making your money to be able to buy all these um, cars i was working i was working at reynolds aluminum okay uh-huh. i was making 23 dollars an hour there and then um i this worked in what year that was 1980 because see when i when i first got out of college and i, I drove 1979 1980 for rl and transport first i went to work for a guy in north carolina a company called Carolina Western and Jeez. Carolina Western. They had, they had the big trucks, they had the big motors and I just admired those trucks, but they didn't pay nothing. They paid us 11 cents a mile split for two guys and they wanted you to run to California and back in 108 hours. So you had, just, you just, just to be clear, when you were working at Reynolds in the eighties, okay, so you were getting paid 23 uh, an hour. Hang on. Yeah. If we were to translate that to today, you would be making $83 and 18 cents an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Reynolds Aluminum in, in, in the early 80s, well, actually, probably 60s on up, Reynolds was the best-paying job. You had Reynolds Aluminum. They had 8,700 employees in 1980, I think. Philip Morris had 16,300 or somewhere in those numbers. We, we knew our numbers back then. Um, Interbake Foods, which is FFE Cookie, they made the uh, Girl Scout cookies. I think they employed about 4,400 people. And then you had Nabisco with about the same. And Nabisco was on Laburnum <laughs> Avenue. How many well, see, hours a week? The reason why I knew those week? numbers. Um, How many hours a week? How many hours for, a week? 40? For, for rentals? Yeah. For rentals, I would work usually about 60 hours. Hang on one second. Let me, just, let me tell you how much you made per year. Hang on. 83 times 60, right? That's per week, okay? So 83 times 60. You would make a little under five five grand a week. We did we did good, and see then tax time from January until May, I worked with Bob because I was on the grasshopper shift. I worked seven days a week, and I would go in. Okay, with Reynolds, let's say it's a it's a weekend off. My only one weekend off for the for the month, so I'm off from Friday morning until Monday night. Yeah, I think it was Monday night or Monday morning. But a Monday night, then you go in Monday night and you work from 11 o'clock Monday night, 11 o'clock Tuesday night. And then you got off at 11 o'clock Tuesday night and you went back in at 11 o'clock Wednesday night and you got off at 7 in the morning, 7 in the morning. And then I think it's three days of sevens. And then you got off at 7 and you and you went into uh, the day shift and you work 7 to 3, 7 to 3. And then, so, like I say, it, it was crazy. It was a grasshopper. Translate, to translate how much money you were making just working at Reynolds to today's money, yeah. you'd be making $240,000 a year today. Oh, yeah. it was. Let me tell you, it was it was a good time. And then we would get off and, and we'd go, you know, party with the folks at Philip Morris. 
the machine I ran first when I went to Reynolds. At first, they hired me to work in their marketing department, and then they um, they canceled that job before I even got it. So they said you could work on the floor. What were you going to do in the marketing department? Sell, sell aluminum, aluminum foil. So was it sales or marketing? Sales, sales and marketing. Yeah, they were taking. Okay, interesting. Yeah, sales and marketing, but then you had to go to McCook, Illinois, to the plant up there, and then they would bring you back and put you on the staff. But the same week that they said we could do that, they called back and they said, oh, that, that's, there's no openings here. We're laying off. But we do have an opening in the cigarette foil department. And so then we ran cigarette foil. If you ever see a cigarette, the foil around in the pack is what we ran. Mm-hmm. We ran. It was You had a roll of paper, a roll of aluminum. It came together with, um, with glue. You was around 1,800 feet per minute. You ran it. You sat there and you watched the machine. When it got to a certain point, you'd kick your lever up, and then this thing would go up because the machine could never stop. It would run 24-7, and the thing would go up. When it got to a certain point, you was taping off your stuff. You cut it. You roll it out. You drop an empty cylinder back down, and you tape that bad boy up, and you crank that machine back. <laughs> and you did that the whole night. You know, I hated that job. <laughs> and so then, okay, so huh? you're still going on Reynolds. I don't want to get us too far into okay. Reynolds that we lose. <laughs> we away. So now yeah. let's go back to the cars. After the Cutlass and the two Volvos, there we go. There we go. We're at the second Volvo. Yeah, the second Volvo. Then I seen a Peugeot. Peugeot was a French-made car that he come over here. So it was a Peugeot 505 turbo diesel. It was a sweet car, but it was just ugly as all. It was a 1984 Peugeot. So I bought that. And see what I do? I would depreciate those cars. I would write them off because oh, I was working oh, at the tax oh. office. That's an ugly car. Why would you get was it? But if you tend you to have a... And you had the diesel. That's all I wanted was the diesel. You didn't have a convertible? No, no, no. Peugeot Fordo. Peugeot. Peugeot. Peugeot 505. P-E-U-G-E-O-T. Peugeot. They used to call them Piquats. The brothers didn't know how to pronounce Peugeot, so they called them Piquat. <laughs> Look at that, man. A Piquat. I said, no. No, you have to say it in French. Peugeot's still in business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They actually cars overseas. <laughs> All right, so you get your Peugeot 505. So and then- I got out of the Peugeot because um, I, I picked up some bad diesel down at Bells Road, um, and the guy kept saying, oh, we pump 500 gallons a month. And I'm like, that's not enough. That's not even a truckload. And um, so they fixed my motor, and I said, okay, I got to get rid of this car. So I got rid of that car. That's when I bought the Porsche. And that was the car. that, that I, love, I fell in love with that car. But um, I just did not know how to keep my foot off the uh, accelerator. So I was in traffic court just about every month with somebody, <laughs> careless and reckless, careless and reckless. But I kept good lawyers. And the cops would pull you over just to see, you know, why are you driving this car? Why are you black in the car? So you would get those tickets. And uh, I think that, like I like say, the highest ticket I got was 119 in the 55. Yeah. In what year? That was 1984, 84 and a half. Let me think. Yeah, because I just bought the car. I had the car six days. And I was going up 95. I dropped over to Highway 17. Right there at Highway 17 and 28, I sat at the light. And I said, let me see how this car will pull off this light. And I come off that light and ramped her up about 80 mile an hour in no time flat. And it was a cop at the at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> so I look, I look way back and I see this car fly out. I said, darn. I said, what? wonder who he's after. Well, he was after me. <laughs> so this, I took that thing from fifth to fourth to third. And cranked the juice to it and disappeared into Warrington. And I parked. 
I went into Walmart, not Walmart, um, it's across from where the Walmart is now, but it was a 7-Eleven there. And I went and got a Slurpee and I came back out. And as I'm coming out, he spots my car and he's running over to the car, pulling his gun out and everything. Is this you? I said, yeah, man, what's up? And he grabs me and throws me up on the car. And I said, hey, man, what is going on? That was you back there speeding. That was you. I said, mm, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I said, uh, I know I was running a little fast. I was running probably about 57. I'll be damned. Do you know what the hell I am? And I said, yeah, I'm hoping you're a cop because if you're some dude that likes little red cars, you know, I got issues. And um, <laughs> Oh, he freaked. And so I, um, we, we talked for a few minutes. He says, I'm going to impound the car. I'm going to get you for careless and reckless. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I said, can I make a phone call or can we make a phone call? To who? I said, I have a friend. He says, I'm a sergeant. I'm Sergeant Sergeant Milner. I train troopers in Richmond. I said, so if you train troopers, you may know Judge Stone down in Yorktown. Do you know him? I said, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't have mentioned his name if I didn't know him. And I said, can we call him at least to talk about this ticket that I'm going to get? So he got on the phone with Stone, and he told him, he says, oh, blah, blah, blah. Stone said, that's that's Olander. He's, he's one heck of a nice fella. He's just a nice, courteous young man, and Maybe got a little carried away, but I'll tell you what, don't give him, don't impound his car, just give him a careless and reckless ticket and let him go. So, okay, cool. So then um, I probably shouldn't get into some of this because some of it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're well past the statute of limitations. Past that. Well, Judge Stone is gone too. He passed away. He was a civil rights attorney, black guy down in uh, Williamsburg. Let's cool. talk to him, and he says, here, here's what's going to happen. How much money you got in your pocket? I said, what do you need? He said, I need $500. He says, I'm going to go golfing with the judge up there. We went to school together, and I'm going to go golfing, and um, I'll tell you the outcome. He said, but we will eat real good on your money. I said, no problem. And um, we went on, and um, about a month later, he calls me. He said, Fleming, come on down here. Let's talk. Um, we sat down. He said, here's how it's going to go. Wear your best suit to court. Wear your nicest shoes. Be very courteous. They're going to keep you till the end of the docket. And then you go up, you walk up to the court, you walk up to the uh, podium. I'll never forget. He said, you shuffle your feet. You tell them you're Olander Fleming. Then you back up about a foot and you say your name is Olander Clifford William Fleming and they're going to let you walk. So I shuffle my feet, stood up there in front of the judge and the judge looked over to the podium and he says, man, he says, that's a good looking suit you got. And I said, yes. I said, it's Hot Schaffner and Marks. I said, $1,900. Uh, they sell them down at Franco's. They even put your name in it, sir. They even embroider your name in it. He said, look at this, guys. Look, look at this guy. And he says, how about those shoes? I said, yeah, they're Allen Edmonds. I said, very nice shoes. And he says, man, so, so what's going on here? And so the, uh, what's Mil Miller said, you know, Mr. Fleming is in here. Um, I run 119 mile an hour, and I could not catch him. And so the judge says, okay, so why is he here? Did you just decide to show up today, sir? I said, no, you give me a ticket. He said, I was running a little fast. He said, how fast were you running? I said, I, whatever the trooper is saying, I don't recall being that fast. I know it was around 57 to 58. I know it was a little fast, a little above the speed limit. What kind of car was it? I said, a little red one. <laughs> he said, does it have a brand name? I said, yeah, in Germany, they call them Porsches. How fast have you ever gotten the car? I said, 168 mile an hour, sir. He said, where? I said, around Richmond. We were just running some boys, you know. He said, you didn't get caught? I says, no. And he says, man. He says, now, how fast does an airplane take off? I said, I said, 164 mile an hour is when an airplane leaves the ground, sir. And I was just trying to see how the feeling was to go a little faster than that. <laughs> he says, is this normal for you? I said, no, it's not normal. Every now and then I do it. But he didn't catch me. 
And he says, okay, so I'm trying to understand, well, how did you come up here? I said, sir, I had my radar detector on. He didn't have radar. He was trying to sight me, and I don't know if his vision is correct. So if he hadn't checked his vision, so he looked at Milner. He said, Milner, he says, um, we can't we can't go with that because you haven't had a, a vision test or anything, have you? He said, no. He says, well, let's say $25 and just let Mr. Fleming go. He's a really nice guy. I said, thank <laughs> you. I said, have a, have a good day, Sergeant. And uh, from 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 the court up there <laughs> down to uh, down to Fredericksburg, I ran fifty four mile an hour. He had troopers about every four miles sitting out there. Right <laughs> I had to get rid of the car. The insurance company called me up, and we had a session with them, and they said, you know, you just you're just too careless and reckless, and so you have to make a decision: either get rid of the car, or we have to drop you. So you went from the Peugeot. You went from the Peugeot to the Porsche, to the Porsche. Uh, Porsche. Yeah, okay. Porsche. And so then I got rid of the Porsche. And I bought a 760 Volvo, 760 GLE. That was another sweet car, but it was worthless. <laughs> it's one of the worst cars I think that Porsche, uh, that Volvo ever made. Yeah. yeah. So how long did I right. keep that? 760 GLE, and then and then from the 760 GLE, um, that car just just I ended up turning it back into the dealer because it just it would I, I could go down to Virginia Beach and we get right to tow boat booth and it was a stop and it would lock you in the car and i freaked out on that thing and, and i told him i just keep the car and daddy had a um cutlass no no i'm sorry daddy had a 77 monte carlo that they were trying to get rid of so um i asked him if i could give him a few hundred dollars and i would take the 77 monte carlo and i traded in so i traded the 77 monte carlo in for a jeep cherokee 1986 and that was when black folks if you drove a jeep um you weren't doing well I had a girlfriend that seen me in the street one day, and she says, Orlando, she says, um, where is your Porsche? I said, oh, I got rid of that. She said, I seen somebody that looks like in a Jeep look like you. I says, yeah, that's me. She said, well, look, give me a call when you start doing better, okay? <laughs> Conversation. Which, that's hilarious because nowadays Jeeps are like a symbol of wealth. <laughs> no, not for black folks. Black folks did not go along with Jeeps too well back then. You had to have a BMW or something for the chicks, you know. But then, I met, then I met your mom. So, uh-huh. me, you know, mom, mom loved the Jeep. Uh, I took it up to Pennsylvania and I let her keep it for a little while. And that's after we were, uh, you know, dating and stuff. And uh, my mother flipped her, her, her thermostat blew off when she realized it. <laughs> <laughs> up in Pennsylvania is driving the car. And then let's see, um, got rid of that. Didn't get rid of that till we had 129,000 miles on it and it started breaking down. And so we ended up with a uh, – we really couldn't afford nothing then because I had been out of work then. I had left Reynolds, mm-hmm. and then, um, I, I had to leave Reynolds. It was just too too bad on my health. And then I – but then working with uh, the tax company I worked with, I left him. And here I got the Jeep, and now I got no job, and I'm on layoff because at that point I went to hauling cars, and then we got laid off from hauling cars. And at about the same time, I needed a new vehicle. And that's when Orlando had been born and we needed a new car. So uh, I went to the dealership and I told the guy I need a new car. And he said, well, you really can't afford one based on your credit. I said, well, I, I asked the Lord about it. And, and he told me, come here and get a new car. He said, well, I said, apparently I'm at the wrong place. And he said, yeah, you, you just can't get one here. And as I'm walking out the door, because um, the guy there, he was making fun of me. But I told him, I said, now, if, if, if I had good credit, would you be able to give me the discounts? He said, yeah. I said, would you be able to give me anything else off besides discounts? He said, oh, yeah, we can give you a heck of a deal. And probably totaling $5,000. I said, okay, cool. 
I said, would you write that down on a note? He says, yeah. So he writes it down on his card. I will give you this. And I said, how much can you give me trade on the car? The Jeep was worth $1,000. And uh, he told me, he said he would give me 4000 Wow. I said, okay. So I took that, and as I'm walking out, and I'm kind of depressed because <clears throat> I parked it all the way in the back where you couldn't see it anyway. Uh, this one black guy, he said, hey, man, you want to hear a joke? I said, yeah. He says, there's a dude in there right now trying to buy a vehicle with no job, no cash, and no credit. What kind of fool do you think that is? And I said, man, I said, uh, what church do you go to? He said, well, why are you asking me that? I said, I just want to know. And he says, I'm such and such deacon at such and such Baptist church. I said, okay, do you believe in the Lord? He said, yeah. I said, do you believe that he can work miracles? He said, why are you talking like that? I said, because I'm the fool that just walked out the dealership. <laughs> I, said, well, I will be back. I will show you guys what the difference of having faith is and not having faith. And as I got to the door and got ready to pull the door handle, well, Robin Wood was his name. Robin came out, white boy. And he said, Mr. Fleming, he says, oh, we, we can sell you that car. Please come back because I'm going to lose my job today if, if you leave. And I went back and I said, this ain't no joke. He said, no. So who was it? Ah, I'm trying to place, was it Bob Biddle, I think, was the general manager there. And he says, I heard you say something about the Lord sent you here. And I says, yeah. And he told Robin, he said, Robin, he said, let him pick any car out that he wants, and we'll work the deal later. I said, you heard the man, Robin. And so Robin <laughs> gave the keys to a red van with gold wheels. It was sweet. Brand Is it the new. red, uh, red yeah, Dodge Caravan? Yeah. yeah it was I remember sweet. that car. Yeah. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Got that car, um, left the dealership with no tag on it, and your mom was headed to work. She had the uh, blue Mazda Mazda 3, and she mm -hmm. was heading in, and I was heading over to mom's house to pick you guys up from work. And I was waiting <laughs> at her, and she when, I, when she got to work, she says, who's Red Van? I said, it's ours, it's ours, you know? And we kept <laughs> that van until it was in a wreck. That's the one that got rear-ended. And I was then, in the um, Yeah, yeah, y'all were. Yeah. And we went, and I took that to, while it was still on the rack, the, the, I think the transmission was messing up, too. And I told the guy, I said, you got to go pick up the van, and we need a new one. And he looked at me, he said, hey, put him in a new one. And, and we drove out with another one. We had another van. I think both of those vans we put a lot of miles on. Yeah. So we had those two vans, and then um, wanted a bigger vehicle. So I went and looked at the, um, oh, Ford Excursion. And that was a sweet ride, but that only got nine mile a gallon. So I said, no, I can't, I can't do this. And then Didn't we had it for like a week though. Yeah. But we took that back and then I got the big van, a big green Ford van. The but green one with the VHS player in it. Yes. Yeah. And that, that was the tan um, seats. Yeah. That was just too much. It, it was unaffordable. So we got rid yes. of that thing. And then we went back to another van. That's when we went to Honda's. Okay. Yes. So the, after the red caravan was the purple or brown caravan right the newer mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. okay the one that everyone debates like what color was it purple or brown no one really knows purple or brown with chicken chicken wings in the on the floor everywhere so much mess. and then and then in between the front two seats was always that backpack filled with cassette tapes yes yes had to have that also. Yeah. Uh, well that, you know those right. were the fun days yeah yeah and then the the honda van i remember that one the honda odyssey it was like a silvery blue yeah I remember that one mm-hmm and then um, kind of what, what happened after that with the Hondas? I feel like at some, at some point you got Mama Volvo. Well, see, yeah, when she went to work for a silver diner, then yep. one day I was riding around and I happened to see the Volvo uh, 
seven, um, the blue one. 70. Yeah. No, seven, seven, four. 60, the, the four door. Okay. What's that? Yeah, we did. We did. The we got the green one first, the 60. Yeah. yeah. The got little 60. One and then after that, got rid of that and then went to the uh, blue one. Remember the blue four door? Yes, the blue four door. And then got rid of the blue four door and went to the burgundy colored uh, 90. And then, then yes. from the burgundy colored 90 to the gray one that she has now. Yeah. And then you I went. Volvos in the family, yeah. Yeah, you've had Volvos for mom for a while. And then you went. What was the first one? You you got a um a Volkswagen Passat first, right? Uh, no, Volkswagen Jetta first. Volkswagen the Jetta and then diesel. I had the I had the black Volkswagen Jetta diesel, uh-huh. and then um, that was just a little too small, and so then I went and got the Passat, the white one. That's the one we drove to California and back. Yes, I remember that one. So we got the white one, and then when I was in Florida, when y'all were in school down there, I rode by the Volkswagen place and I looked and seen the Torag diesel. Yes, and I remember the, the Torag. Torag takes you back to owning a Porsche. The Torag was fun. That was a fun. The Torag took took you back to owning a Porsche. I've never owned yeah. a Porsche, so yeah, yeah, it but, wouldn't no. it wouldn't take me anywhere near that. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. But you know, once you drive those cars, you you, you fall in love with them. And um, yeah, the Torag was an excellent car until that deal with um, Mercedes, uh, you know, with the with the diesel engines. And yeah. then That's I went from Torag to the um, um, twenty um, seventeen four fifty GLS. Hmm. Mercedes, and then I went for the 450 to the um, another 450 2020, and that I thought yeah. the bucket seats was nice, but they were they were not comfortable at all, and mm-hmm. then um, got rid of that and got the white Volvo right now, white Volvo yeah. SC90. So before we truck, yeah, we're we're towards the tail end of this thing. We're towards the tail end. We've we've okay. gotten the entire through line of every vehicle you've owned. Yeah, now. Before we move on, uh, there's two more. There's two more things I want to do. One of them is we're going to guess how many vehicles you had, and I'm going to tag and put at the end exactly how many vehicles you had said you owned throughout this entire podcast. Before we do that, though, because that's the very last thing I want to do, I'm going to start the podcast saying, "Hey guys, everyone who's listening, this is a fun game. Can you guess how many cars my dad has owned in his lifetime?" Uh, this, the th- other thing I want to do before we get to that, though. I want to know about the trucks you've owned, like the big rigs. Okay, the big rigs. Um, the Walk first truck the I owned. Huh? Walk me through from the beginning. That you can even start from the trucks you remember, like Papa using. Okay, I'm, so the, I'm here for all the trucks. One of the, the first trucks I learned to drive on was Daddy's truck. Daddy had an international. Okay, mm-hmm. and that was a cab over, what they call an international cab over, COE. And um, I learned on that one a little bit. And then D. Shoring had an old red B61 Mac, 1963. And that was a yard dog, they called it. But every now and then they'd have to run it downtown because D. Shoring did jobs at the Ross Building. They did jobs at the uh, uh, Regency Square. So they let me go down there with loads. I wasn't about 17 years old. So that old B61, I'd drive that sucker right on down to Broad Street. You know, <laughs> the great big I run over stop signs and stuff. And then a few of my friends see me. Man, are you in that raggedy truck? No, that wasn't me. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> and so the B61 was the first one I really remember learning good on. And then the International, I learned on when the night I was 12 years old. And Daddy was going up. Uh, we, we was heading to Long Island, New York, Bohemia, New York. And Daddy let me uh, take over the wheel at the beginning of the Jersey Turnpike. 
And he says, if you can handle it, take it on up there. When you get to Secaucus, you know, pull over right at the end of the toll, and I'll take it over. Well, shoot, when I got to the Secaucus, I looked back, and Daddy was still asleep. And I said, okay, I got this. And I paid the toll, and I went on through the tunnel. Daddy woke up as I was in the tunnel. He crawls off the bunk, and he says, Jonah, if you, if you mess up here now, we got a real mess. I said, I got it, Dad. And I drove it on out to the job site in, in Long Long Island. And um, so that, that international, and then from the international, um, Daddy had a Ford cab over. And then I got away from trucks when I was in school for a minute. And um, then back into trucks, like I could say Carolina Western had Peterbilt's. And um, then I seen a guy, R. Allen Transport. Now, Mr. Allen had some nice Peterbilt's. They weren't as fast as Carolina Western, but they were pretty trucks. So I had a 77 Pete that he gave me, and I kept that for about a year and a half. And that's when I came back home and went to work for Reynolds. See, I quit okay. that job. All right, so it was a Pete. So then I didn't drive no more until 19, uh, when I left Reynolds, I left Bob, 1986. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was looking for a job, and I went to work for Gary Short with New Dixie Transport. So New Dixie, they had Peterbilt's with 475 cats in them. So I drove that. That's where I met your mom. I was in the Peterbilt when I met your mother. And um, okay. then we went from the Pete to... Um, I went to work for John Fulton. Um, he had, what did he have? He had old raggedy freight liner that wouldn't run but 51 mile an hour, <laughs> but it showed 65. So I'm out there rolling along and everything was passing me. And I was talking to a buddy about in Atlanta one night and I said, yeah, man, I said, I'm running 60, 67, 68 mile an hour, but I can't get around nothing. And he was with Snyder and he said, yeah, man. He said, I know you, I can't run but 60 mile an hour, so I know you'll stay in the front. So I said, no, why don't you, you get in front? I'll just follow you. So I'm following him and he's leaving me. And I'm like, well, darn, dude, you, you lied to me. <laughs> and he says, no. And Orlando was with me and we took that run from Atlanta and we went down to Miami and I'm in Miami. And one of the other drivers came in laughing. He said, you driving that, that, uh, uh, red freight line. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. He said, man, he said, how fast are you? I said, I go 67 mile an hour. Said, That's all you really need. He said, that thing don't run but 53 to 50, 51 to 53 mile an hour. <laughs> I, said, you, I said, you lying. He said, no. So we get out on the interstate. We're up near Pompano, Florida. And he says, okay. He says, what are you showing on the CB? You know, I said, well, I'm showing 67. He says, well, right now I'm at 51 mile an hour. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I came back to Richmond and I, I handed the keys to John. I says, I really need a job, but I don't need one that bad. I said, this, this truck is killing me. And he said, well, I got another one. So he gave me a red international that ran. Yeah. That ran what we call like a striped ape. So I ran that international for a while. And then I told him, I said, well, I'm thinking about getting on with another company. He says, I got some new trucks coming in. He said, why don't you get one of those? So he had brand new internationals. At the time, the international uh, Unisleeper had come out, and I wanted one of those bad. So he put me in one of those brand new. We picked it up at the dealership, and we kept that. That's the one we ran in California a lot. That's a big okay. one that had the big bunks, the two bunks and all. So the international was cool. And then um, I told him again, I was thinking about finding another company. He says, oh, I got a brand new Volvo for you. So he sends me out to Denver. And he said, don't tell my brother that you don't run by with nobody else. I said, okay. So he gives me, he gives me a new Volvo. That was a great one. I don't know, you remember that one and uh, had, had the great one. And then I decided I just, I, I really want to work for myself. So that's when I called, yeah. um, called Q carriers up in Minnesota. And I went up there and I bought a freight line. That was my first, first truck to buy. So I bought a freight liner, uh, flat top with a four thirty five Caterpillar in it. 
and kept that for 18 months and then traded out of that. They, they, back then, they, they hadn't perfected the lease purchase screw me deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so we traded that on a 98 freight liner. And that okay. was a nice truck. That had a 475 cat in it. That was the purple one we had. Yep. And uh, well, purplish burgundy almost. And then um, in 2000, I seen that purple Western Star over on um, 81. And I, I bought that and I traded the freight liner and got some good money on it. And then the market crashed. And I was glad I got yeah. rid of the freight liner because freight liner started to flood the market. Kept yeah. that truck in, um, up until 2008. Yeah. 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 So three trucks of my own and um, a bunch of other trucks in between. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so uh, I'm. I, I look, I love all of this. Learning all this is incredible because it's like, it's stuff that I, I, you wouldn't normally, like, I wouldn't get this, you know, normally. Like, I, no, I, no. I don't know to ask it, you know? So yeah. it's fun. It's so much fun to be making this podcast and hearing it. And as we go on and make more episodes, I'm probably going to call in Olander and Courtney, Celia, and Sam, have them ask questions and see what they cool. want to know about mm-hmm. you because. Mm-hmm. You're just a treasure trove of stories of amazing things that you've done. And we all just want to know, you know, we're just, we're interested. It's fun for us. So uh, before we end, we started the podcast with a question of how many cars you owned and how many trucks you owned. So before you know the official number, because I have to go back through this whole thing, edit it, and I'm going to add on the end exactly how many you said you owned of both cars and trucks. So what is your guess of how many cars you owned and how many trucks you owned? Three trucks, three trucks that I own, uh, that's big trucks, and mm-hmm. I'd say 40 cars. 40 cars, wow. Was that Honestly. many? I, I'm trying to remember, is it? You you were, you were going through them. You were going through them. Yeah, I just, I, you know, you like cars and you make money and you yeah. buy them, you write them off, you get rid of them. Yeah. My, my, okay, well, there are, there, there were like a lot. There were a lot. There was just that one period from the Jeep to the Honda. Yeah, that's when you slowed down. But before that, I would say your my guess is eighteen before that, and it seems like after that Honda, you've had at least ten or twelve. Yeah. Well, I even was, even you know we forgot to put the gray Mercedes in the the. Um, yep, that's right. The gray Mercedes. The, the, Mercedes. the, the white the white Lincoln. Uh yeah yeah. Oh man, we forgot about those. The gray Mercedes, the no, white Lincoln. Gray, the gray Mercedes, the white Lincoln, wow. and the green Volvo. Remember the two-door green one that broke yeah. down on me going to work one night. That was that was yes. one of the old. I never really bought a lot of used cars, but the, the gray Mercedes was used, the white Lincoln was used, and the uh uh what's the other one I just said? I forgot. The, uh, oh the, the two-door. The, the two-door green one that was used. That was like an 82. That was yeah. that was an '82 DL, uh, excellent excellent little car, but it just would not run. Yeah, yeah. It, it I don't think it counts for like the Cougar and the Parisian because that was like uh, siblings' cars. Well, the, yeah, the, the Cougar we did we did buy that for a dollar. So you know. yeah, that was but that was purchased for it wasn't purchased like it wasn't yours. No, no, it that was wasn't for us to drive. Yeah, Courtney or Celia, I think, and the Parisian was for Olander as well. Right, so, like, those don't count. The Volvo was for me. The white hatchback. Yeah, the white station wagon, wagon. Oh. and the red station wagon for Courtney. Yep, yep, she yeah. did the exact same car, but red. Yeah. That was insane to me. That white one was um, sweet though. Until the God, trees I love that car. Yeah. Well, everyone keeps saying the trees met him. It wasn't the trees that killed it. It was the lack of upkeep on the engine. It blew up. Yeah. Um, 
There, yeah, there's a difference. I hit trees, yeah, but I also didn't take care of it. So, like, that's part of it. Well, you learned that. Yeah, you learned that. You, was the pole, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that you can yeah. say. Yeah, we it's tried the, pole dance with the Lincoln. <laughs> I did, it didn't work out the way I wanted. No, Celia got that, that scion. Yeah. What else? And now she's got the RAV4. That's right. But she did that herself, completely yeah. herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got the, the Volkswagen, the 2015 Jetta. Yeah. Hey, Courtney got the red one. She did. She's yeah. been going through cars too. She's just like you. A car, yeah. a car every year. Mm-hmm. She enjoys it. It's yeah. fun. And some people keep cars for a lifetime. You know, I just that just wasn't my thing. I, I, you know, with with y'all growing up, and I think even when when the brown van broke down, that's when we went back and got the Honda because mom had all y'all in there. She was going up fifteen that day, and uh, the yeah. lady wouldn't even let her use the phone. And I said, "No, that won't happen no more. We're going to buy a new." And we're going to put you guys out there in a new vehicle yeah. and, you know, make you just have to. It costs yeah. money. Uh, we've spent a lot of money in cars. But at the end of the day, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's, like, that is really all that matters. Like, yeah, you, you, you'll be out money. It'll be difficult. It'll be tough. If you can make it happen, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Even if you do have to, like, if the if it doesn't work out with that car, you got to get another one. Like, yeah. the fact that you, you had it, you enjoyed it, that's really the point of it all. Yeah. Let me go. Um, Who is messaging you? Ed? That's Olander. Um, oh, okay. You're good. You can answer it. No, nah, I'll, I'll call him back in a minute. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's, that's everything for this podcast. It's all, all about cool. cars. Uh, everyone had their guesses. We have our guesses. And then I'm going to edit the tag to see exactly how many cars you owned. Okay. Tell call. Call in. Yeah. Um, he must be uh, getting ready for bed. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. Nine o'clock. That's good. Well, cool. Well, we enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to hit stop on recording. So no more podcast content right now. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. So here it is, the moment you've been waiting for. How many cars my dad owned throughout his entire life? And that number is 34. That's how many cars that were in his name. He only ever owned three trucks, which he said in the podcast, but he owned 34 cars so far in his life. According to when we recorded this podcast, I want you to know things might have changed since then. And uh, there's also three bonus cars at the beginning of the podcast that his parents owned. So 34 cars in his whole life. That's a lot of cars. I've only ever owned two personally, so... Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. Please catch us on the next episode of Conversations with My Dad.